your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. You know what? We're talking today about coincidence or God. You know, the funny thing about uh, coincidence is actually it's on the cover of Psychology Today, and I just thought the article was just so interesting that I wanted to do a show on it because I think it has a very important qualities to it to understand coincidence and how we like to put things together. Uh, I think if you really uh, look at one of the I think the greatest movies of all time was is uh, Forrest Gump. I mean, that, that movie is so funny because it's so full of coincidences and uh, just amazingly written and amazingly acted uh, movie. And I just think, you know, we, we really enjoy the idea of coincidences and the kind of the magical connotations that it has around it. But, you know, one thing is, is fairly certain about coincidence. It, the, the phenomenon of coincidence really fascinates people uh, and skeptics. And, you know, it, it's a look into the most interesting philosophical questions that we can ask. You know, are the events of our lives ultimately objective or subjective? You know, is, is there a deeper order? Is there an overarching purpose to the universe? Is, is there a God in charge of coincidence? Or are, are these just lucky accidents of evolution, you know, living in our uh, belief systems fundamentally randomly around the world, it, you know, the meaning that we choose to give coincidence is very individualistic. And, um, you know, if you look at the word lucky, there's no trace of the word lucky in the Bible. Um, you know, with people with highly empirical uh, uh, psychology, coincidence to them is basically happenstance or or simultaneous events uh, that no special significance or uh, the laws of probability are in charge of. But in reality, the most astonishing, incredible coincidence imaginable be, would be the complete absence of all coincidence. And that comes from John Allen Palos, who's a uh, professor of mathematics at Temple University in Philadelphia. Um, I think he also has written several books on this. But believing in the significance of things like oddities where things come together and converge is, is uh, how important evaluation of how we think we are as people. And, uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't, if it just happens and there's no reason for it, it takes that mystical ability of us to reach a little bit further into the events and try to look deeper at how things uh, happen. I think it gives us comfort to think that maybe someone or something is in charge out there in the world that converges coincidence to make our lives better or worse. You know, um, if you're a mystical type person, you know, coincidence is uh, synchronicity, which is a purposeful occurrence of two seemingly unrelated events. And so that argument is not likely to be resolved anytime in the near future, 
but uh, the phenomenon of coincidence has begun to create a lot of scientific insights. And we'll talk about this later because there's a lot of research around it. And it turns out we may actually be hardwired to connect anomalies in a meaningful way. And, and, and many of the remarkable feats of our brains regularly perform, including our ability to learn the meaning of words, uh, decode the unspoken laws of uh, social decorum, or uh, you know, notice, uh, uh, noticing coincidences, and, and even mathemat mathematicians, cognitive scientists, paranormal researchers also apply these tools of statistics and coincidence uh, to try to prove their own theories. You know, in, in uh, AD 66, there was a comet that was seen across a sky in Jerusalem, just as the Jewish people were revolting against the Romans. And in 1066, another comet appeared just before the Battle of Hastings was fought over the throne of England. And these were merely strange coincidences, but, uh, you know, are, was that a, a divine type of signal? You know, was there a divine intention for those comets to happen during those incredibly important events in the, in the history of the world? Even in 1705, there's an English astronomer. His name was Edmund Haley, and he was looking through old records of comets when he noticed a coincidence. And the bright comets that were recorded in 1531, 1607, 1682 had almost the same orbits and appeared approximately every 75 years. So guess what? The name Haley. Um, Haley concluded they were one comet and predicted it would reappear in 1758. And guess what? On Christmas night of 1758, Haley's comet appeared, forever changing our understanding of comets, period. And so, you know, Coincidences do help prod science along, and, and, and uh, they're really a paradox, and they seem to be a source of our greatest uh, irrationalities, seeing uh, causal connections when science tells us they're not connected. On the other hand, some of our greatest feats of scientific discovery depend on coincidences. You know, we, in fact, we could not learn language and syntax without the ability to notice strange coincidences. You know, uh, it, you... Uh, just think about learning a, a single word, and uh, there's a, 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 a scientist named uh, Tannenbaum, and he said that every word is, in a sense, an infinite object, and it's not just a name for an individual thing, but it refers to an infinite set of things. You know, take the word dog, for instance, and I'm still quoting, to understand the simple word, you have to understand the name Rover, and the type, say, like a, a, a chocolate Labrador, or all dogs, or all mammals, or all animals, all Labradors, all, all chocolate labs, um, are free things. And yet children under five uh, can be given just a few relevant examples of a dog and learn to use it. And so even more remarkable is that between the ages of one and five, children are learning at least five new words a day. And uh, I would say faster, actually, you know, so they, they make lots of leaps by noticing coincidences, you know, that uh, dogs bark. Uh, they do all kinds of different things. They're led by humans on a leash. And so we look at these uh, photographs and then children can connotate uh, coincidences and put them together about the what a dog is capable of doing. And so they drive many of our inferences 
And, uh, you know, and, and it's important. Uh, guess what? Here's a here's an interesting fact. And by the way, I'm not related to John Adams, but I'm related to his wife, Abigail Smith. And uh, John Adams was our second president and Thomas Jefferson, two men who shaped the Declaration of Independence. Talk about a coincidence here. They both died on July 4th, 1826, which is the 50th anniversary of the signing of that historic document, the Declaration of an Independence. Talk about a coincidence. Pretty amazing. You know, there's a uh, psychoanalyst in, in the 20th century, last the last century, um, and his name is Carl Jung, and he was a subset of uh, Sigmund Freud. He was one of his uh, groupies, and then he broke off. But he he loved coincidence, and he he loved to look at where it came from, what caused them. You know, are they meaningful? Are they random? And so he really sought to answer the questions. And so he developed a theory, and we talked about this this word earlier, synchronicity, as a way to explain their existence. So the theory came about in response to almost unbelievable coincidence that he observed. And that was a patient of his told him during their session uh, that she had dreamt of an insect, a, a golden scarab, the night before. And in the middle of the section, uh, session, an actual golden scarab, which was highly unusual for that place and that climate, hit the window of Young's office. And so by that, the theory later developed by Young, it was an event of synchronicity, a meaningful coincidence that couldn't be explained by science or psychology. And I have no idea what a golden scarab looks like, but I imagine that was a shock for him. You know, long before Young's time, uh, even the skeptics among us were fascinated by coincidence. And, uh, you know, everybody loves it. It's kind of like entertainment. And we we marvel over bizarre events. We tell our friends all about them and we remember them for years, you know. And, and so it really we have to wonder, what is it about this that grabs our attention? You know, they're, they're, uh, if you just look from a straight definition, it's a remarkable occurrence of events or circumstances without apparent causal connection. And apparent is really the key word to the definition. So our tendency is to see patterns everywhere. And, and it means that sometimes we discover really cool truths about the world. And just as often we're drawn to the, uh, you know, into dead ends. But if you but look back at Young, his early speculations and, and uh, to, to, to even present day theory um, say a lot about coincidences. And he believed in meaningful coincidence, and he called those acts of, of creation in time, and they occur when we find our inner state mirrored in the outside world. And so it, it, to explain that, he's, this, this phrase he used, which is meaningful coincidences, like, like that golden scarab insect, his concept of synchronicity ventured to the realm of parapsychology, and parapsychology is more like uh, ghosts or, or spirits or, or stuff like that, the belief in that. And so he thought there was a, a way to unlock the link between meaningful psychic and uh, physical phenomenon. And so he uses this word synchronicity, which takes the uh, uh, coincidence of events in space and time as meaning something more than just chance, uh, you know, that it's independent of objective events among themselves and, and as well as subjective, meaning it's psychic, uh, to the observer and to the observed. And um, 
<clears throat> so how and why do these events occur? Well, Jung thought that the psychic event, for instance, the dream of the scarab, and the coinciding physical event, the actual scarab on the window, are objects of the same quality. And I know this is complex, and, and I, I hesitate to even communicate it, but it's important because a lot of the uh, look at coincidence has come through Carl Jung's observations, and that causes them to uh, co-occur or coincide. And so this theory, uh, though it doesn't really have any scientific backing, a lot of people are, are unsatisfied with the answers and therefore have done more research to go beyond that. You know, but I can tell you from a lot of research that our brains are really conditioned to look for patterns and how things relate to each other. And so it often doesn't take much for us to observe something and say, what are the chances that could be spotting an old book that was recommended, on, you know, or, or uh, uh, bumping into someone on the street who we haven't seen for a long time? Um, you know, we have to wonder, are these really coincidences? And after Young passed, some of the psychologists and statisticians really have held more skeptical view about the meaning of coincidence. And so uh, they call it a habit of our mind. And so the inclination is to find connections and patterns in random data. And, and that's what's called the psychology in psychology as apophenia. And so when we spot a coincidence, what's really happening is our, in their minds, our brain is simply exercising its ability to identify patterns, which is something we can do even when there are none. And so, you know, coincidences may be explained by not only our predisposition towards patterns and connections, but also by several other cognitive biases that keep us from seeing the, the, the connections or the coinciding events. And so, you know, in common thinking, coincidence uh, is a type one error, basically. <laughs> and this has to do with the, with the false positives, I guess, if you look from a, a, a research perspective. And so our tendency is to believe that uh, a hypothesis is true when it's not. And so, uh, but to me, I believe that anything to do with human beings, anything to do with our brain, anything to do with the universe, anything to do with the earth is subjective. I really believe that from a personal perspective. You know, I, I think there are hidden causes. I do believe, I personally am a Christian, so I believe in God. And I believe God's behind many coincidences in our life because I've had a lot of incredible events that I know that I couldn't have cooked up myself. But, um, you know, some psychologists have suggested that the frequency of coincidences we notice is, is pretty much related to how flexible our mind is to identify meaningful relationships. You know, our everyday lives allow the opportunity for, for countless coincidences to occur, and that's through the thing called the law of chance, uh, which, the, you know, it basically dictates that a coincidence will occur sooner or later. And so, you know, without getting into a lot of probability theory, but uh, statisticians basically agree that randomness itself may not be as random as we think because our innate thinking biases are always looking for these connections, looking for meaning. And that's one of the things that people have the deepest question on. What is the meaning of our life? What is the meaning of our life? And, and that draws back to the idea 
of coincidences. And that's what, when I was reading that Psychology Today article, I thought, I've got to go deeper on this, and i got to really take a strong look and, and research this, because it, it does have a lot to do with our brain and the wiring of our brain. And, you know, coincidences can open the door to wonder, which is a great thing. And, it, and that means our imagination is triggered, and it creates a lot of interesting events uh, where we actually take action and do things we normally wouldn't do because we look at a coincidence and we learn from it and we get we draw a different perspective on life through the coincidence. We some people take it as a signal that hey, you need to wake up here. You know, w w wherever you stand on it, um, you know, there's a lot of questions that awaken the nature of life and our human existence, but. You know, if you think of coincidence, it's 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 one of the most interesting philosophical questions. And are the events of our lives ultimately objective or subjective, or or is there a deeper order? Uh, you know, a purpose to the universe, or are, are are these just lucky accidents of evolution? And so we have to ask that of ourselves. We have to ask that of life. But you know, there's a lot of studies. You know that that um, have happened and why do people study coincidences to explain how they work and use them in our daily life but uh, you know there's there's other aims and, and their anomalies these anomalies uh, may have a message and then there's the astronomy of planets and galaxies that do not behave according to the you know the the thing the uh, theory of anomalies and and so you know, like dark energy and dark matter, we have a hard time reading that and understanding that. But that, you know, coincidences are always telling us something that is missing in our world. And studying them basic helps uncover new ideas about us and the world. And it may be not a very strong thought process that leads to it, but what, what it does do is it triggers really good research. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to break down the types of of coincidences and the facets of them. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers Channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about coincidence or God. And yes, we're going to talk about God and the Bible just a little bit. And I'm not going to be preachy. So don't worry about it. It's all about coincidence or God. It's about correlating and understanding. We're just coming at a topic, so don't get all crazy on it. Um, so the four facets of coincidence, and this is from a, uh, characteristics that are common to coincidence to establish a more scientific approach to studying coincidence, you know, is number one, form. You know, most of uh, coincidences come in pairs. And usually a mental event that matches an event taking place around you. And so, you know, some come in a series of three or more like a string of butterflies. And and then there's this thing called process. And that's how they happen. You know, like sitting down next to a stranger doing something different or, or through uh, public or personal media or through encounters with nature. And then there's this other facet called explanation. And so many people think they are caused by God. Others believe they are random events. And so, you know, some coincidences are unknowingly created by the person or persons involved. And so, you know, better classification will produce, and this is from a scientific perspective, uh, specific explanations for those type of broad generalizations. And then there's use. And um, this is important because coincidences can help with decision-making, psychological understanding, interpersonal relationships, creativity, spiritual development, employment, uh, scientific discovery, and even health. And they can also be funny and in, inconsequential, in, in and some can lead to negative consequences, consequences, God forbid. You know, and then there's this weird term, and it's a, a term called simopathity, and that defines a specific meaningful uh, subclass of coincidences. And so this uh, simultaneous experience uh, uh, occurs without two people being together in the same place and sometimes without conscious awareness of its source. But one person is in pain and the other person feels distress for no apparent reason. And you know what's interesting, and, and I hate to bring this tragic event up, but you know my mom and stepfather died in a plane crash in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. They were flying their own plane. Uh, he missed the runway. Instead of turning up, going up and turning around, he crashed the plane 
on the runway because he lost speed. But what's interesting is I happened to be flying over Albuquerque, coming from Boston into Southern California. And, and I, it's weird that I was actually at the place where my mom crashed with my stepdad and I felt something and I literally was on the plane and I got up, I got up cause I was in a panic and I never understood why, but there was this sense of feeling and I have to admit this and I know it's weird, but I had, I really did feel a panic and this was on a Christmas Eve of 2000 and that's when they died. But I found out the next morning on Christmas day, but you know, it, it is interesting that, we can, and, and and I don't know how to define this scientifically. I don't even know if you can, but there was a conscious awareness that there was some kind of distress, and uh, and it came right through me. Um, so you know, sometimes a distress is very similar to a other person's pain. Often, two people share a strong emotional bond. So the largest number of uh, simulpathy. Uh, reports comes from twins, although uh, reports involving mothers and their children are also prominent. So, you know, simulpathy suggests that individuals are more closely bonded than, you know, our science can actually uh, identify. And, and you know, this basically comes from a Latin term, simul, which means simultaneous, and pathos, which is a Greek for suffering. And, and, it, and this really differs from sympathy. You know, a, a sympathetic person is aware of the suffering of another, but does not feel it. The, the, the simulpathy, one person suffers along with the other person, and, and they can experience some form of that suffering. So only later, the, the uh, uh, simultaneity of distress is recognized, although some twins just know uh, why they're feeling the pain. Other twins... Uh, is now feeling it, they're very aware of that. Many twins can feel a sense for each other, even at a great distance, which is amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, we think we know everything, but we really don't. You know, coincidence and, and synchronicity, they're, they basically are defined as, as, as striking occurrences of two or more events at one time. But the difference is that coincidence is perceived as chance or luck, while synchronicity implies the presence of a deeper intelligence at work. So there, there are only two ways to perceive an event in your life, either as a coincidence or evidence of synchronicity. And, and if you believe in coincidence, you live as a victim of life. You think life is happening to you and that a coincidence is a random external event that has nothing to do with our own inner world. And so you live as a reactor to the external world. And so you're not yet conscious of the fact that you have the ability to think independently of your present circumstances and that creates your own experiences. So that's kind of a magical, majestic look of life, and, and, and it's overlooked if you believe in synchronicity, because you know there is more to everyone and everything than what they appear to be in physical form. You know that there is an invisible essence of everything on the planet, and that, that possibly it, it's all interconnected. And it, innately, you may understand or recognize the power of your thoughts and begin to consciously choose uh, thoughts and belief patterns that will most greatly serve you and the planet. And uh, so you're, you're deeply humbled as you begin to see the connection between what you're thinking about and what the universe is delivering to you. 
and, and, and what makes up your external world from that experience. So the recognition of a deeper intelligence at work holds you in a great state of awe and wonder at the mystery of life. And that's what coincidence can bring us. And so, you know, there's some examples of precognition in the Bible. Uh, one of them is the story of Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi. And say her, Naomi was eager to find a new home for Ruth, who had recently been widowed, uh, so she would be taken care of after Naomi had died. And so she instructed Ruth as to how to treat uh, this guy Boaz and how to secretly uh, his feet when he was resting to follow his instructions. And so, uh, you know, she predicted Boaz would react positively and want her for himself, Ruth, for himself. And that's exactly what happened. Was that a coincidence that uh, Ruth went to live with Naomi and take care of her? Or was that just supposed to happen? You know, uh, there's so many... Uh, coincidences that happen in the Bible, that coincidences really get strengthened by the idea of what uh, the Bible brings us, which is uh, precognitions. And, and even if you look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament is answered by the New Testament. So a lot of the Old Testament actually points to the New Testament. But the thing about the Old Testament with the fire and damnation that the Bible presents in uh, the Old Testament it's basically God meeting people at where they were and what they understood because people didn't read, they didn't write oftentimes, they didn't really understand a lot of things, they weren't highly intelligent, they weren't in school. And so God had to meet them through fear and uh, and contempt and, and anger and all kinds of stuff because those are things that they really did understand. But by the time that Jesus arrived and was our Messiah and was God on earth, he basically uh, converted and took our sacrifices that people used to have to make in the New Old Testament, and now he made the ultimate sacrifice of dying, and therefore we're all forgiven, and we no longer need to make sacrifices of death. And so there's my little uh, thing. But, you know, believers accept what appears as coincidence is indeed orchestrated by God. And that he cares about the, us, and uh, and and not and God is not just in charge of big events in life, but everyday challenges in life. And I got to tell you, in my life, I have seen and and just just in the last year, I've seen true uh, acts of God in my life that I could never ever ever uh, really attribute to myself. They were prayers, and they got answered, but they got answered on God's terms and not on mine, which were better than what I ever wanted. And so, you know, beliefs are, are, are foundational, and uh, God, from a perspective of uh, a believer, acts in each person's life, and that coincidences are one way to do that. You know, when there is an explanation for coincidences, there's basically no coincidence, you know, but but. Our view of the world involves beliefs, and so some beliefs are open to empirical testing, not just by scientists, by everyone, but gravity, for example, can be tested every day by dropping you know, an apple from your hands. But proof of God requires faith, and uh, you know, faith doesn't have a lot of science behind it. And so we have to look deep, 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 deep inside of us and ask ourselves, do we really understand that there is a God. And some people can get that deep and, and really attach to that, and others can't.
you know, but we often view ancient people as superstitious because how they, they, you know, ascribe to unusual events as an act of God. And this comes from all communities, not just the, not just a Christian community, but a belief in, in the divine intervention isn't found only in ancient civilizations, but in surviving remnants of indigenous cultures. And so, uh, you know, uh, University of uh, uh, Missouri, Columbia found that the, mo the most strongly endorsed explanations, and this is a quote, for coincidences were God and faith. And that not faith, but fate. And that's when it comes to unusual events. More than 200 years after the advent of modern science, God and fate still rank higher among college educated than the uh, naturalistic alternative. And so, you know, if you look at the ancient times and today, it's not superstition, but personal experience. And to just take one example, you know, um, Elizabeth Gilbert related her best-selling memoir, Eat, Pray, Love, to how she and a friend wrote a petition to God asking that Gilbert's um, agonizing months-long wait for her husband to sign their divorce papers would finally come to an end. And within hours of writing the petition— she got the long-awaited call from her lawyer saying that it was done, and that was back in 2006. You know, when, when things like this happen to us and, and bring life-changing consequences, it can be really difficult to accept that they're nothing but the products of chance. But, you know, some people believe that chance is a hypothesis that must be considered. And, and and if you look at the moment, there, there are certain coincidences for which chance does not provide an adequate explanation. And, and th these events simply may be improbable and meaningful, and maybe they're random. But, you know, we have to end, uh, focus on a, a further question. If chance is not at fault, is God the best alternative explanation? And that's, that's the end-all, be-all uh, argument when it comes to looking at religion and God. You know, it, it's really easy to see why, why people would think so, especially, you know, striking coincidences happen so soon after praying. The, but there's a, a couple of essential points to keep in mind when considering, you know, divine origin of events. First, there, there's increasing evidence that human mind itself has the ability to produce coincidences and that's a theory that we're, you know, talking about more than just selective attention or memory that in our brains, we are able to coordinate something that is in the physical world and in our internal world. Uh, there is a connectedness between all human minds. And th these interactions could easily explain common coincidences, such as thinking of someone just before they call, finding the right book. You know, hearing a song on the radio that speaks to you and directly to a problem that you're having. You know, if, if you take a close look at the way coincidences operate in people's lives, it, it really can unveil that these events often reflect the mental state of people who experience them. Rather than uh, conveying divine guidance, coincidences often appear to act as a mirror to what is currently going on in, in the in, in, experiencers conscious or unconscious mind and and so you know and i'm coming from a non-biblical perspective there but i'm trying to help explain some of the disturbing coincidences people experience especially when dealing with mental illness uh, you know certain patterns and coincidences their tendency 
is to reveal repressed thoughts and emotions and to use personally meaningful symbolism to do so. And so, you know, I'm often looking in therapy at what people are dreaming, what people are thinking, how consistent is this thought process? What kind of language are they consistently using? What kind of patterns do I see in how they describe the world and how they describe their relationship with people they're having trouble with? How do they, how do they account for it? Do they take responsibility or do they not? Um, are they drawing coincidences as being a victim and, and having negative things happen to them because of these coincidences working against their life? That can destroy people's self-esteem. So in psychology, it's really important to look at patterns, and, and patterns really can draw, and that says a lot about the brain, that brain does need patterns. Brain is constructed of patterns. Our life is constructed of lots of patterns. Many people hate change. And those people that hate change uh, don't want patterns to happen to them. <laughs> they, they want things to be the same over and over and over again because they fear that negative events will take place in their life or negative coincidences. So they don't put themselves out there for that. You know, uh, it's also important to recognize our ability to cause our own coincidences. You know, uh, it, it, even if a coincidence we experience is caused by um, a mind other than our own, that mind does not necessarily belong to God, you know, we learned about in, you know, in, in church. But, you know, the, the truth is, is that it, the truth is in the middle and it's great. And to me, it can be God. To me, it could be direct prayer. To me, I can believe in people having connected thoughts subconsciously. I mean, I can see so many things uh, th that our brain is inundated with, and that there may not be any one direct answer in looking at coincidence. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's in that coincidence. We're going to talk about synchronicity just a little bit, and then we're going to go sum all this thing up and tie a bow on it and come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about coincidence or God. And I don't think there's any true answer that we can prove on either way. But ultimately, you know, meaningful coincidences really do have a great potential impact on to enrich our lives and make them better. You know, they can really be valuable guides to our conscious and our unconscious mental states. And they open our minds to aspects of our own psychology that we've been, we may be ignoring. And they can also potentially connect us to a form of intelligence that exceeds our own minds and, and what, what our minds currently contain. And so if you want to reap benefits from that, you got to really give a, um, um, care not to approach coincidences with the idea that we already know what's behind them and what they mean. You know, whether they come from within us or without us, the value of a coincidence basically will always lie in its ability to show us something new about ourselves and the world around us. And so, you know, with God, there's no such thing as coincidence. He knows all things and straightens our paths. Nothing happens without it passing through the hands first, and nothing takes him by surprise. So there's no way for something just to happen from a religious perspective. There's no such thing as the luck of the draw or pure luck or by accident or by chance. So, you know, from a faith-based perspective, maybe we, we've been praying for something and, and without our uh, even realizing it, a series of events unfold behind the scenes. And we get confused and even a bit angry at the way things are unfolding when it actually might not even dawn on us for a while that God's hand is in the situation and resolving something in a different way than we anticipate or want to control. You know, and, and so from a religious perspective, maybe we've been praying um, uh, in a way that, that, that it wants a result that we want. But God's hearing it and doing something bigger with it that involves other people's lives and changing their lives. But there's this thing, the synchronicity, which once again, as, as we talked about it before, this events connected to one another, not by uh, cause and effect, by what, you know, by sympathies, by the, the belief that uh, there's a relationship between events and something that happens to us. And so there's it's kind of like a crosstalk between your mind and, and the world and matter and uh, that there's a sense of attraction and that attraction plays into how we carry into coincidences. Um, and also dreams may oftentimes create coincidences in our mind and play out something that happens in our physical world, you know, and so you can, 
you can derive meaning from uh, any kind of coincidence when an, when an external event matches up with an event on your inside of you. You know, it, you might be sitting in a waiting room, for instance, or reading a magazine about somebody when, uh, uh, you know, somebody says, okay, uh, um, let's just say somebody famous. Uh, you think of somebody famous and you're reading a magazine and all of a sudden somebody calls the name of someone that you're reading about in the magazine and, and all of a sudden they're there. What a coincidence. Woo. Wow. No, but synchronicity uh, that, that is, it basically is a coincidence that has, I don't know what to call it, but like an analog in the psyche. And it, it basically keeps those events and, and logs them down in, in our psyche. And depending on how you understand it, the event can inform you through intuition or emotion how near or far you are from, uh, you know, the path of our soul. You know, and we, we're we're souls living a human life. And so what's interesting is we can't really scientifically look at our soul and understand our soul, but our soul also drives us. And our soul basically comes from the idea of what God wants in our life. And our souls come from our passions. And so when we have passions, we have a tendency to, to want to, uh, to relate things together in a, in a stronger way towards where we're headed because we're looking for basically a path. And we're looking for something to guide us. And so coincidences are oftentimes how we guide our lives by recognizing, oh, here's that, and oh, here's that. And, and that gives us a sense of where we're supposed to be. Is that God? Is that us? I don't know, but we all tend to do that. You know, um, some people call it miracles. <laughs> so, you know, maybe the most important thing about synchronicities is the our reaction to them you know through the course of a day or a week or a month do you, do you find yourself like thunderstruck or flabbergasted uh, uh, amazed by life you you know because synchronicities are like a glimpse of a wild animal that we don't see or the discovery of something from the past or the return of something that you haven't seen in years and you all of a sudden found it you know far removed from from your mundane life but, uh, you know, synchronicities offer these little gifts of insight into our lives and, and, and they bring about memories and they bring about thought. I remember just the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, my sister found my eighth grade um, junior high school uh, yearbook and sent it to me. And I was like, wow. But she got it. You know, my dad passed and she got that and she found it and she was looking through stuff and sent that to me. And all of a sudden, reading that thing and all the little comments and stuff like that, it just brought back so many memories of those that time that I so deeply forgot. I just didn't really think much about it. But also, I ran across people that I hadn't seen since junior high school, but I really missed them. And, and so what happened was I got on Facebook and connected, and it was really interesting to connect with those people so many years later and see how different they are and see how different their life is. God only knows I've changed. Um, but, <laughs> you know, but, but if you look at this synchronicity, you know, sometimes you should accept it as basically a wild card or maybe an ordering principle or, a, um, you know, a depth of uh, profundity or maybe a crack in the door, which will lead you to something greater in your life. 
you know, a lot of people have an idea about synchronicity and uh, a lot of cases, you know, they confuse it with the simple fact that sometimes all of us experience extraordinarily uh, timely coincidences. But, you know, synchronicity really removes the accident from the accidental nature of randomness and phenomena. And it can manifest itself as a coincidence. And that, and that can be sometimes only the visible tip of something that is a greater synchronicity. You know, it, to look at the distinction of our nature, you know, there's some really interesting uh, metaphors. You know, we all have faith in the practical applications of electricity. So you know that light will turn on when you flip the switch, unless uh, the light bulb's broken or something like that. But sometimes the light goes on and off at a very particular moment without you flipping the switch. Or, it, you know, or a bolt of lightning strikes a tree on your property. Or, uh, you know, electrical coincidences may take place. But synchronicity and is more to do with the very practical, deeply mysterious, lifelong relationship to the natural phenomenons. Um, you know, like if a bolt of lightning strikes, you know, a tree on the day somebody dies, that's a sign. You know, I talked about my mom, uh, interesting enough, a, uh, they were on vacation a year before they passed, literally a year before they passed. And when they came home, and they lived out in the woods, a white owl came down their chimney apparently and was in their house eating their curtains because I couldn't eat anything and it couldn't get back out. And I guess it just fell down the fell down the, the, the chimney in the fireplace. And apparently, and my mom was half or about a quarter Cherokee. And so what was interesting about her was that uh, I looked it up and through some of the Indian uh, uh, literature, the white owl is a sign of death. And uh, it's just I, I just thought that was a deeply incredible coincidence that that had happened a year before they actually died. But, you know, we can correlate all kinds of crazy things that are indicators pointing to something else that happens in the future. You know, um, you know, let's say if somebody is, uh, you know, you're hungry or something and you're thinking of, uh, you know, you're craving something for lunch and all of a sudden uh, somebody comes up to you and says, hey, do you want to go to lunch? I'm hungry for this, that and the other you know, there is a possibility to read beyond that coincidence that, uh, you know, we may be in sync with other people in, in our environment, you know. But through Jung, the psychologist Jung, Carl Jung, um, you know, he may have taken the example a little further by suggesting with synchronicity that love is revealed through synchronicity and that we have an emotional bond that communicates differently with other people that creates another dimension of communication where we are able to be there for each other in certain moments through the, the feelings that we have for each other. And that these are not just uh, phenomenal signs, but they're deeply significant to the personal experience of our lives and to how we're created as people. And so he, he didn't define the principle uh, as uh, synchronicity, as mystic, but he believed that there was a real witness to events in life that came clear about a, a, a mysterious underlying kind of field affecting how people relate to each other and certain people, how they can connect to each other. And so 
it's oftentimes if you look at this as uh, uh, who is right for you when you're trying to look for a partner in life, somebody to marry, you know, is it the one? Well, you don't know, but synchronicity is kind of the signal that uh, we, our intuition uses to read that. And so it's interesting that synchronicity can play a very strong role in what we use to clock whether or not we're with somebody uh, that we are connected to for life and that this is the one. So, one number one, we looked at meaningful coincidence. What is that? Well, it's random events that happen sometimes with specific personal meeting. We looked at the term causal connection, and that means despite there being no apparent material cause and effect, there's really a profound significance and that uh, there was an intentional connection there. And that's a causal connection. Then there's this term, and we didn't really talk about this, uh, luminosity. And that's basically, and all of these have to do with coincidence, by the way, but that is basically the, the indication that all of this happens within a kind of shared field of divinity in communion with a greater God with God. And, and, and across most life experiences, these three aspects actually do work to describe something that happens in everyone's life, even th through though people don't really understand how. And then there's this scientific materialistic view. They, they see the conscious as individually uh, brain-generated phenomenon and gener uh, it's generated independently by every conscious living thing. And, and it's basically a shared field that's assessed by every living thing through their sensory capabilities. And so, you know, that in looking at it is a materialistic scientific view. And then there's this confirmation bias and skeptics say it's all coincidence, chalking it up to, to, to about confirmation bias, which are very real tendency to remember our hits and forget our misses and that synchronicity and that connectivity uh, and, has, and coincidence has everything to do with a hit and anything else is a miss. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> some people believe that synchronicity is, though it's unpredictable, it's very reliable. And I have to say that we often do judge our life and judge the meaning of our life and to judge the meaning of events in our life based on coincidence. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear from you. You can do that through my webpage, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology, voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel. By the way, just this week, my first book, my first book came out and it's on Amazon. And it's called The Good Book of Mental Hygiene. And if you want to take a look at that, please take a look at it. I think it costs 10 bucks. Pretty short read. But it's uh, kind of cool that uh, it got published, and I'm really excited about it because it it's kind of was a fun book to, to write. All right, now remember, coincidence is God's way of being anonymous. That's Albert Einstein, by the way. And also remember, friends are not coincidences. They are a message that we need to connect with God. <laughs> and also, you know, happy has five letters and pizza has five letters. Do, do you think that's a coincidence? Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back. 